Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Detour Life. Detour Life is a game changer for both family law professionals and clients alike. Detour Life is an innovative online program which guides clients to easily input and organize the exhaustive document and financial disclosure process and provides professionals with streamlined and secure case management. In addition, Detour Life has comprehensive client onboarding, a secure document repository, income and expense sync, parenting plan agreement features, and much more. I use Detour Life myself, and honestly, one of my favorite features, and one that my clients love as well, is that they can securely link all of their financial accounts directly to the Detour Life platform so that their information is automatically uploaded and updated as time goes on. So whether you're getting a divorce or are a divorce professional, I urge you to check it out yourself. Go to Detour Life, that's D-T-O-U-R dot L-I-F-E, and sign up for their free 14-day trial. Then use code SUSAN20 to get 20% off a subscription. Coming up on today's episode of the Divorce and Beyond podcast. So you guys, if you are thinking about it, I told you love is flying outside of your house. It's waiting to come and sting you. This is the perfect time for you to take that foot and put it into the waters of dating. The fish are coming to sea right now and the pickings are good. Hello and welcome to the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host. As a top divorce attorney and family law mediator for 30 years, I know what you need to know to get through your divorce, and most importantly, how to move beyond it to thrive and transition to your new future. My experts and I are here to give you the insider view into the process, so listen in for the wisdom and expert information you need on your journey through divorce and beyond. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host, and today is a great day in in history because we've got Bella Gandhi back for her second episode of The Divorce and Beyond. Bella's here. You all know Bella because I talk about her all the time, but Bella Gandhi is America's favorite dating expert. She is the founder of the Smart Dating Academy. And I mean, you've seen her besides seeing her on the Divorce and Beyond podcast. We did an episode on dating after divorce, very important topic. Uh, But besides seeing her here with me, you've seen her on a few other, you know, maybe slightly larger platforms like Good Morning America and the Steve Harvey Show and the Today Show, you know, those national platforms. Um, And she's here with us again today. So thank you for joining us again, Bella. I could not be more excited. Couldn't if I tried. Well, this is one of the reasons I know you're excited is we are going into peak dating season. Yay, peak dating season. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Yay, peak. It's coming, you guys. Get your running shoes on because it's time to date. It is time to date. So, and I know you've got your magic wand to help find everyone find. For those of you who are not watching on the video, Bella comes complete with magic wand. And 
you know, I know we're, we're, we're laughing, but you do have the magic touch. You really do. You just were posting the other day, you attended yet another wedding for one of your clients, right? Down in, I think they got married down in Florida. Yeah, they got married in Key West and they did. So they had a really small wedding, but it was Zoomed and it was amazing. And that evening, I got another email from a client who was responding to a newsletter that we sent out saying, I just want you to know we got engaged and we're getting married over Thanksgiving in Cancun. You guys, love is in the air. It's coming for you right? Mm -hmm. And almost half of adults are single. So if you're out there wondering, is love going to come to me? I'm telling you, it's flying around your house right now. It's going to come and stick to you. (laughs) It's out there. So the the, it's just a matter of finding it. And peak dating season is when people really seem to put up their antenna, uh, put their feelers out and and get ready for it. So we've we've called it peak dating season. What are we talking about? So what happens in December? A couple of key things, right? They're the holidays. Now, 48% of adults are single, right? And numbers-wise, that's 118 million single adults. Now, New Year's Day, what do we do? We make resolutions. So if almost one in two adults are single, what are they saying? I'm going to get out there and maybe go out on a date. I want to get married. I want to fall in love, whatever that is. And what do you do in this day and age, especially in the middle of a pandemic, you download a dating app. Maybe you get back on one. So that's what drives memberships 50 to 80% between the day after Christmas and Valentine's Day. So you guys, if you are thinking about it, I told you love is flying outside of your house. It's waiting to come and sting you. This is the perfect time for you to take that foot and put it into the waters of dating. The fish are coming to sea right now and the pickings are good. I love all the uh, animal analogies in there. (laughs) We've got bees, we've got fish, but that's, I mean, it truly is historically that day after Christmas all the way through to Valentine's Day is what that time frame of, of being peak dating season. And, you know, this episode is airing just a couple of days after Christmas. So everyone who's listening, we're in it. We are in peak dating season, and as Bella just said, what that means is everyone out there in the world is getting out there, getting ready to date. So maybe the person who is the, I'm going to use one of Bella's phrases, the lid to your pot is out there downloading that app. I did down, I just went out and did a little research. So Match is sort of the the key, one of the major key players in the whole online dating game. And what you and I were just talking about, I just thought they were match. I thought match was match and that was it. But match is match, plenty of fish, Okay, Cupid, Tinder, Hinge, Our Time, People Meet, the entire franchise, and more. So when Match says that they have over 50 million messages sent on Match during peak dating season and over a million dates arranged, and that was last year's number, so I can't even imagine what 2021 is going to bring, you know we are going into heavy period of dating. Oh, yeah. This is it, you guys. I mean, the numbers are irrefutable. It's amazing. You'll see all of these people that are new. It's like new people coming to the gym, right? Like, okay, it's January 2nd. I'm going to join a gym, 
right? And so while those people may have never been on sites before, you're catching good new people when they're really optimistic and happy and enthused about finding love. So it's the perfect time to potentially find someone. Because I know, especially if you've been online before, you might feel like, okay, I roll. I've been there, done that. I know this game, not that exciting. But you got to think about it like this. It's the world's largest cocktail party. That is online dating in general, right? And that is a party you want to be at, okay? And think about it as a party with revolving doors. There's people that are coming in and there's people that are coming out. So it's this party where people are constantly changing. It's not like the same old party. And if you get on the site and you're like, oh, I've seen that guy before. I told you it's all the same. No, that's just your brain anchoring on the one out of a hundred thousand billion people that are on there. Not everybody has been on there forever. So you got to put yourself in the mindset of psychotic optimism. Oh, wait a minute. There's one of those key phrases from Bella. Let's talk about psychotic optimism because that is one of my favorite terms that you, I I think you even trademarked it. It's such a great term. Yeah. It goes with that magic wand. It it's the most important mindset, right? Most things that any of us do, whether it's in fitness, whether it's at work, whether it's in our personal lives, our love lives, success begins in our mind. And it begins with the way that we're thinking about how we're going to do this, what our goals are, what we want. And the people that come to us, they want to find love. They want to find the lid to their pot, as you so eloquently said a few minutes ago. And to be able to do that, you have to believe in your, in like the littlest, tiniest cells in your toes, all the way up to your head, that love exists for you. And if you're there, I want you to close your eyes and bathe in this psychotic optimism and tell yourself, love exists for me. It's a when, it's not an if. I will find love. And so when you think about it in that way, as if it's already happened, I'm grateful for this amazing love, for this lid to my pot, you're going to put yourself in this optimistic mindset that's going to put you in a more positive mind in a mind space to see people that are actually good for you. And it's going to make you resilient even when things don't go your way. That's such a, a, a great point. And, and the mindset is a huge part of it. It's interesting because um, last week's episode was with Daniel Harold, who is started the group um, Divorced Over 40. And we were talking with him um, in that episode about the fact that when people get divorced, especially over 40, he felt, and uh, you know, not having been divorced over 40 myself, but having been through it with so many people, I can say he really felt like there was no community for him to belong to so that he turned to dating immediately after separating from his wife because it was the only way he could think of to go out there to just meet people and see because he said, what else was I going to do? Go sit in a bar by myself. So that's not really the mindset I would say, or would you say that, that people should be looking to go out and date, say, after a, a marriage is ending or after a relationship is ending? Yeah, I think if you're dating because you're lonely, right? I mean, ultimately, we most single people want to find the lid to their pot, right? We're kind of wired for that. But if you haven't done the work, really, to, to understand what happened in my divorce, what was, what was my part of this? What do I want to not do again? And what do I want to do this time around? 
right? You have to go through that dark tunnel and really take the accountability for the choices that you made, right? And I know you probably, who knows what the, the, the reasons for the divorce were, but in any situation, there's always, there's always an accountability that we can take. And once you do your work to realize what you don't want and what you do want this time around, then you're ready to enter the dating space. When you feel a little bit of excitement, like, oh my gosh, I'm ready to do this. I know what I'm looking for. Then you're ready to date. But if you're doing it as a knee-jerk reaction to not wanting to be alone or maybe revenge on your ex, whatever that is, chances are you don't want to end up in that 67% of people that divorce after a second marriage because you haven't done that work and really put in the the time to say, what do I want this time around? That's such a, I know one of the things you do with your clients is actually work through some of that, um, I call it head trash, right? That, That stuff that goes on in our head that we carry from one relationship into the next. Um, because I always think that, you know, divorce is your opportunity to create that new future that actually works for you and is actually what you want. And part of that is the relationship that works for you and that you want. Um, and that's not usually a replication of the relationship that just ended that didn't work for you and wasn't what you wanted or what you wanted, but didn't really exist. I mean, I think so many people, um, when they, when a marriage ends and and they didn't want it to, if they have a chance to look back at it, they realize in some way they were romanticizing or um, seeing what they wanted to see in the relationship rather than what was. So I love that you you mentioned, you know, uh, the, the peak dating season or not, if you're not ready to date, take the time to do the work beforehand. But what about if you're ready? What if you're one of those millions and millions of people who are ready to dive in? What do you do? So the first thing you do is understand, like I always tell people have a marriage map and that's the process that we put people through, but it's really knowing who you want and what the green flags are, right? And then know what the red flags are for, you know, what is dangerous with people and dating. So once you have an education around that, Get pick one site or one app to be on, right? So Susan mentioned Match, you know, is is the 800-pound gorilla. They've got everybody. There's so many different sites and apps, and there isn't just one. If I had a dollar for every person that asked me, Bella, what's the best site or the best app to be on, right? It's going to totally depend on who you are, what age group you are in, who you're looking for, what city you live in, right? So there's 2,500 different sites or apps that are out there, do some due diligence on who, like you can play around on these sites, set up free profiles, look around, see who's on the sites. And then you'll see, okay, this one actually looks like it has good people for me and, and pick that one. And then make sure that you have five to six great photos of yourself. And this is where it really starts to fall apart for most people. It sure does. Because (laughs) we don't have photos of ourselves alone. We've got photos of ourselves with our family and our kids and our friends. Guess what? You need new photos of you and only you. You don't want all your hot friends in your photos. That's just bad marketing, right? You're here to market yourself, right? This is the stuff I see all the time. You don't want somebody to play Where's Waldo? Like, which one is she in this group of 12 bridesmaids in the same blue dress? Like, I'm confused. So so pictures of you and only you that are high resolution where you look amazing and they're no more than one year old. You guys, 
with smartphones, with as good a quality photos as they take now, there is zero reason not to have great photos. And you can always seek out someone like us. We do professional photos for our clients every single day. If you want someone who does it for you and makes you feel like a king or a queen, go out and find that. And if not, and if you're not in a space to do that, have a friend, have someone you like who's good with the camera, do the photos for you. There's so many options, but you... 90% of your online dating success is going to start with your photos. Well, let me say, if you have younger children, teenagers, have them take the pictures for you. Because my stepdaughter can manipulate that camera and make me look good no matter what. So she's got filters and she can, it's amazing. So it's amazing. And and the pictures, you know, we've talked about this. I think we talked about it on the last time you were on, but it still continually amazes me. One of my friends who's dating right now is on one of the apps. She just sent me the other day a screenshot of a guy. And there he is with his arm around a person whose face has been, like he put a dot over his former wife's face in the profile picture on his dating (laughs) profile. And she's like, I don't know. He's kind of cute. I'm like, I don't know. I'm distracted by the dot next to him. Um, he couldn't find a single picture of himself without his ex-wife. <laughs> you guys spring, spring for a new photo. Right? <laughs> if you seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Don't make your photos look like a crime scene with people <laughs> blurred out of it. Right. It just, it's, it, it, it was probably okay 10 or 15 years ago, it's no okay. It's not okay now. <laughs> like, get some new pictures. It astounds me. Every year I've been doing this since 2009. And every year I think of, do I need to be talking about pictures? I spend five minutes on a site or an app. I'm like, yep, still need to say the same things. Don't have animals in your photos. Don't have, right. Don't have oh, animals, especially. Oh, I'm like, why can't we? Oh, oh, where they hold up like the deer head of the poor thing they just murdered. Yeah. No, don't do that. Um, you can't have your puppy. You can have one puppy photo and make sure okay. it's your puppy. Cause you don't want to be accused of dog fishing, taking someone else's cute puppy and representing that it's yours, right? That's a thing. And people get really mad because dog people are super dog people. And if they want to talk about the dog and you're like, Oh, it's my friend's dog could be game over. I got to tell you, did not know about dog fishing. I've heard about the guy borrowing the friend's puppy and going to the park to meet girls, but I had not heard about dog fishing in your profile. So good to know people. You should have a dog. Everyone should have a dog. I'm dog people. So totally. so the pictures, the picture's important because, you know, it, I, I, it's the first thing that people see. We are a visual people, right? 55% of, of well, in 600,000 times more information transmitted to our brain is through visuals. So pictures are obviously one of the most important parts. But if they stop on your picture, they're then going to read about you, right? They're going to read that little blurb that you have. And I know those vary in length depending on the site that you're on. But those can be pretty terrible too. (laughs) They can be really terrible if you don't put any thought into it. Or if you're fire hosing people with negativity, that's when a profile is terrible. So now if we take the reciprocal of that, that's what you should do, right? Be positive, be fun, be specific. Don't say, do not contact me if 
you're still separated. Do not contact me if you're unemployed. Don't do that. Put the best parts of you out there and who you are looking for. And chances are when you put out positive vibes, you're going to get positive people that come back to you, right? And, and answer the questions that most of the profiles have on there. What do I like to do for fun? What do I like to read? And because what you're doing when you're thinking about things specifically and you put in specific books, specific magazines, shows, movies, restaurants, you give people conversation starters. It's so hard to just start a conversation in text with a stranger. Make it easy for people. Be generous and be specific in your profile. You're like, oh my gosh, that's really cool that you had a Harley or you went skydiving three times or you've climbed six out of nine of the world's tallest peaks. You give someone cocktail party conversation. This is no different. Well, and it's such a great point too. And you're also sort of, this is your opportunity to be putting yourself out there to bring in and attract the type of person that you are looking for. You know, if you are a person who likes to throw yourself out of an airplane, I suspect you're going to want to find somebody who's adventurous or daring or whatever word that might suit that is, you know, so put out those parts of you that are, are the interesting and the parts that will appeal to the person who's that lid to your pot. Um, and, and that maybe there's a little magic to that as well. I'm sure you and the team at the Smart Dating Academy do a little shushing and magic to your, uh, your clients' dating profiles. We actually, um, yeah, we do a lot of shushing. I wrote a book during pandemic, which is called creating the perfect online profile for Match and Bumble. So I basically turned it into, I give you eight questions to answer. And then when you do a template like a Mad Libs to write the perfect profile for Match or for Bumble, you cannot go wrong if you use our profile template. So we've made it really easy because writing about yourself is one of the hardest things people do. We have clients that are CEOs, they're authors of books, they're university professors, and they're like, what do I say about myself in 200 characters or 300 words? What parts of me? And so if you feel like that's you, help is on the way. Don't worry, this is not an easy task at the end of the day. But if you're gonna do this on your own, think about what makes you you, what makes you special, the experiences. If you think you're boring, I'm gonna tell you what, you're not. You're a, you have so many things. You just haven't dug deeply enough to think about the unique things that you've done throughout your years on earth. And I promise you, there's nobody that's done what you've done. I'd like to take a moment now to tell you about my favorite co-parenting app, FAIR. There are other apps out there, but FAIR is the only one that I recommend to my clients. We know that divorce is never easy, and when children are in the picture, it can be really tricky, especially when you're trying to communicate with your ex, and that's a challenge. Now there's an app with you and your kids in mind. It's called FAIR, F-A-Y-R. FAIR is the easiest, most intuitive, and conflict-diffusing co-parenting app on the market. It helps to eliminate misunderstandings while also improving communication between co-parents. Here's what the FAIR app can do. 
It has a time-sharing calendar, documentable text messaging, an expense tracker, a GPS check-in, and by the way, no one else has that, a monthly parenting report, a private journal, a file vault, and importantly, you can export all of the records into a convenient and time and date stamped PDF when you need it for your attorney or for court, and there's a Spanish version of the app as well. So subscribe at BeFair.com, that's B-E-F-A-Y-R.com, and then download FAIR from the App Store or Google Play. You can go to FAIR.com for more details and use the discount code SUSANG18 to receive 20% off. Stay tuned for more from Susan and her guest, Bella Gandhi, America's favorite dating expert, who's here to help make peak dating season work for you. Sometimes when we come out of, let's say, we come out of divorce and we've been in this loveless marriage for years and suddenly somebody's intoxicating us with beautiful words and sentiments, it's definitely a red flag. Anybody that is too much too soon is probably going to flame out pretty quickly. If you are enjoying this episode, check out Finding Your Tribe, Making New Friends After Divorce with Daniel Harold, co-founder of Divorced Over 40. People are just craving connection. And whether it's virtual or whether it's in person, um, you know, we would post these pictures of us doing social things like dinners and we had a lot of cookouts. We just continued to get this, this, uh, these inquiries of, hey, can I come to your party? I want to be part of that group. And now we return to today's show. First off, let's talk Mad Libs. Mad Libs. Yes. Fabulous way to think about filling this out. Second, can people get the book? How can people, how, how would people be able to access your book? You can buy our book. We usually sell it with one of our workshops, but because if you do come through this podcast, Email me directly and we can get you a copy of our book. And we're going to start selling it separately in 2021. So we've just started beta testing it, but people have loved it. And the the outputs have been outstanding. Oh my God, that's so exciting. And I thank you on behalf of my listeners. So I'll put that in the show notes, but I, I knew you had written the book. I'm, I'm so excited that uh, people are going to be able to access it. And we're going to talk about your program as well. Um, some of my own family members have taken Bella's program. So <laughs> everybody far and wide. Um, but so, okay. So you get the person out there. They've got some good pictures. They've got a good profile. Now they're getting out there and they're starting to get messages. I, I, that's how it works, right? You, you put yeah. yourself out there and, and somebody will start messaging you. Mm-hmm. So what, I guess, are there green flags and red flags in those messages? I would imagine there are. Yeah, for sure. If somebody seems negative, if they're flaky, if they're pushing you to move too quickly, those are all red flags, right? And if somebody says that they're falling in love with you during messaging because you're so beautiful or you're so handsome, those are red flags. And sometimes when we come out of, let's say, we come out of divorce and we've been in this loveless marriage for years and suddenly somebody's intoxicating us with beautiful words and sentiments, it's definitely a red flag. Anybody that is too much too soon is probably going to flame out pretty quickly. 
it's actually a little scary to think that somebody might be saying those things without actually having met you. But what are, what are the green flags? Are they what what is should it just be that somebody's uh, outreach interests you, or it just perks your attention, um, or are there things you should actually be looking for? Yeah, you want to look at somebody's profile, right? You're gonna, you want to make sure that this person seems kind and positive and doesn't have red flags, right? So before you message somebody back, that's the first thing I do with my clients. We're in the weeds with people in our program. So I'll look at their profiles, make sure that there's no red flags, make sure it looks like they're looking for a serious relationship, right? Because you can see a lot about someone. A lot of times they'll say, I'm not looking for anything serious, just looking for some fun. That is not the lid to your pot. Our clients are looking for love. They're looking for companionship and intimacy. So we just move on from those profiles. So if somebody looks like they have, that they seem normal and nice and they're looking for a committed relationship, then you go back and forth a few times, message back and forth. Then my second step to a good date is taking it to the phone. Okay, talk to people on the phone, you guys, 10 to 15 minutes. Crazy people cannot keep crazy in the closet for more than 10 minutes. It's impossible. So that's going to be a quote on Instagram. I'm sorry. You're going to see that on a post. Crazy cannot (laughs) keep crazy in the closet for more than 10 minutes. Talk to them on the phone. So now if the crazy does not hop out of the closet, right, (laughs) then you can take it to video. Video has been built into all of the sites and the apps. And now you've taken these photos, this text, this messaging, this phone call, and you've taken what's two-dimensional, and now you're turning it into something three-dimensional by being on video. Video is a 9.9 out of 10, you guys, on reality for who it is you're going to meet and connect with doing video dates before you decide to spring out and meet somebody for drinks during a pandemic where we're surging right now, do several video dates with the same person. You can develop quite the connection, quite the emotional intimacy, which can lead to very robust, lovely physical chemistry when you finally decide to meet in person. Well, and that's actually, I love that you brought up the pandemic and COVID and video dates. Um, And I'm sure you're probably tired of talking about this, but this is definitely something that's still going to be in play during this year's peak dating season. So as we go into it, COVID is surging around the country. Yes, the vaccine has just gone out within days, but people who are actively searching for their match during peak dating season are likely going to be video dating in the beginning. What are some good, I mean, what do you do? Just flip it on and and have a chit chat like you and I are, or what, how does, I wouldn't even know. How does a video date work? Yesterday, I said to someone, you've got to increase your ZQ. She's like, what's a ZQ? I'm like, your Zoom quotient. We've got your your IQ and your EQ. Now I'm going to make up the ZQ. So you've got to get it together on video. You need to know the basics. It's amazing to me. We've been in pandemic for nine months, and I don't know that people are getting feedback from their colleagues or people that they're working with or family members that you got to up your Zoom game. Your lighting has to be great. 
Your camera placement should be great. You've got to look into the camera. You can't look at the screen where I know you want to look at someone in the face. If I want to look at Susan, this is what it looks like here. Now, I know if you're looking at me right now on the show, it doesn't look very good. So you have to go back to camera and master the art of connecting with somebody, but making them feel like you're looking them in the eyes. And then how you look, what your background looks like, what your energy is like, all of these things have to be really good. So it's kind of like first day prep on steroids. Yeah. First date prep on steroids. It's a little daunting probably, but you know, the, the good side, everybody is when here, because one of something, some of my listeners may not know is I'm, I'm also in my other day job considered one of the leading online mediation experts in the world. And America's so I favorite, the world's favorite mediation expert, global mediation love. <laughs> I actually spend my days teaching people how to look good on Zoom or how to, you know, place their camera, how to, you know, have their lighting and all that sort of thing. And it had not honestly actually occurred to me because I'm always thinking of it in this professional setting that it's just as important when you are in a personal setting, like a, a virtual date. And, you know, one of the key factors is what I mentioned earlier, 55% of our communication is in our facial expressions. So if you are having a conversation trying to get to know somebody on Zoom, if you can't see their face because their lighting's bad or they can't see yours, you're actually going to miss a lot of the the communication that goes on. Um, and uh, the other 30% or another 38% of our communication is our inflection in our voice. So if right. their audio is not good, you're going to miss that. So it, I hadn't ever thought about what I do on the professional side being so applicable to the, the dating side, but those are all, all important factors. And in fact, you just did a webinar this past weekend on makeup and Zoom, which is very different than honestly your day-to-day makeup. It's kind of like being on television. And and what sparked us to do it is, you know, we're more obviously cerebral and in the weeds with people really kind of helping people to think about their pickers. But as I started to do more, we started doing these Love Lab workshops this year where I had groups of people to talk to and teach about dating. And we do a Q&A session. And one, what gave me the idea was actually astounding. So it was the end of October And we had probably 13 women on the workshop and two gentlemen, and which is about what happens in the dating world, but that's a whole nother topic. So, (laughs) so this guy raises his hand and he says, you know, Belly, you're talking a lot about video dates. And I love that idea. I have asked three good prospects to do video with me this week. And all three have turned me down. And I thought, How did you ask them? What did you say? And a woman in the workshop raised her hand and she says, can I give an answer to that? I said, please do. Because I'm like, why wouldn't a woman want to do this? This beautiful woman said, I say no to video dates all the time because I think I look better in person and I don't look good on camera. I don't like the way I look. Susan, 12 of the other women that are all beautiful, that are on camera with me, 
on camera with this guy are all nodding their heads like this. Yeah, me too, me too. And I, of course, being me, I was like, we're going to stop and I'm going to tell you ladies how you actually look right now. You are gorgeous and you're telling yourself a terrible story. And so in that came the idea of let's help people to build their confidence with this new medium. Because if this is the case and people are saying, I look good in real life, but I don't look good on camera, that is a giant story you're telling yourself. So if you're listening to this and this sounds like you, first of all, know that you're beautiful in real life and you're just as beautiful on camera. These are stories you're telling yourself. And there are little tweaks that you can make to boost your own confidence to do this. So seek out people that can help you. Help is out there, right? Don't sit in your own juice and tell yourself bad stories and throw throw in the towel. There is no reason in 2020 and 2021 to ever do that. So is that the webinar you just did? Is that going to be available to people? Yeah, it's available to people now. So we're just selling it as a recast on our site, and it was we got a ten out of ten from a rating standpoint from the women that were on this webinar. My mom says, "Why aren't you doing it for men? Men need need this help choice." And I know, but we just wanted this to be girls' night out, and we did a straight. 70 minutes of content where we made the case. We talked about studies from Harvard that actually showed how women are evaluated in the marketplace or in the workplace from a competence, power, and intelligence standpoint. And the results are astounding. And there's four different levels of makeup. Either bareface, natural, they called the third look, which is fairly heavy, professional. And then one, the last one is glamorous, like smoky eye and all professional, which is heavier makeup than you or I are wearing right now, or glamorous, one. In the workplace, from a competence standpoint, Harvard had a second study that measures something called the lipstick effect. We feel more intelligent when we have lipstick on. This is crazy, you guys. And the more I started to look into this data, the more I thought, let's get out there and teach people about this. And it's okay to zhuzh yourself up. Not only are you going to be a better dater, but you're going to do better at work. (laughs) I may have to read this and add it to my programs on teaching professionals how to work online. I'll have to to check it out again, um, or those studies anyway. So I love that. I love the idea of people getting online. It actually, by having your first dates be visual, be virtual, you actually eliminate one of those issues of jumping into bed too early that can be such an issue in when your dates are in person. Um, and I know you've talked about that and the oxytocin effect. So, but I do just want to reiterate it for people just because I love to hear you describe it. So describe what happens when, when you jump into the sack a little too early. Yeah, I love what you're saying, Susan. You're right. The screen provides the, let's go back to a cute, a funny metaphor, a barrier to entry. No yeah. pun intended, people. No. <laughs> so, so when we have sex, right, we go there. And for many people, that could be the first, second, third date, right? Well, I got to check the chemistry and, you know, make sure all the gear is working. Especially women, we emit a very high level of oxytocin during orgasm. And it's not even, you don't even have to get to that point. For many women, it's just 
kissing someone or making out with someone spurs on that oxytocin. You think you're going to go out and have a bender with someone cute? You know, I, I had a client once. It's like, my mechanic's really cute. And I just haven't had sex in a long time. I'm just going to hook up with him and get it out of me. You know what happened the next day? She wanted her mechanic to call her. Oxytocin. You are bonded. She was bonded to the mechanic. She's like, he's not good for me. He doesn't want a relationship. I'm like, who told you that was going to be a good idea? The oxytocin bond was heavy duty. Yeah. It just pops up and it, it's, it will derail you from continuing to look at pots or lids. I'm not sure. You're the pot, so you're looking at lids. You zone in. You remember, look at all of the expressions that we have in our culture. I'm madly in love, crazily in love, right? These hormones increase oxytocin, estrogen, serotonin, testosterone. They are crazy-making hormones, right? They blur us to reality, right? Love is blind, we're not looking objectively at red flags and evaluating this person the same way we would without all those hormones rushing through our veins. So there is a very pragmatic scientific approach to keeping your power, right? This isn't to say I'm an ardent feminist, as Susan knows. And in order to keep your power, keep yourself out of shark-infested water. You do you, but understand what your biology will point you towards, and then make decisions that keep you in pole position, that keep you holding on to your power and not giving it to someone before you want to. It's brilliant. Um, and, and I wonder, you know, as a dating expert, do you think that this surge in video dating um, and this distance um, in the early days of dating during COVID has actually helped people to be more rational in their choices or be more selective in their choices? I think it, it's done both. It's helped people that have the right mindset to develop a dating funnel, date slowly, use video, not jump into bed. But I think that there's another cohort of people that you know have gone back to their exes that are toxic just because they're tired of being alone or they're jumping into things so quickly because they want somebody to quarantine with. Right. Um, so there's kind of two different tranches of people. And I know right now, as you well know, Susan, divorces are spiking. Right. So it's it's be really careful about how you're treating quarantine. I want you to stay in the quadrant that I first mentioned. People that are doing this mindfully, consciously, having fun with it, doing it in a way that keeps your power, right? You know the green flags, you know the red flags. You're not having those heartbreaks and disappointments at those levels, right? We want, I want a steady process. This is like running a marathon. It's not like running a sprint, right? I need you to go 26.2 miles on game day. Right? So it's slow and steady. You got to be patient. You got to be perseverant. You've got to be positive. Those are the three P's in the dating process that I talk about all the time. It's like the Holy Trinity, right? Patience, positivity, perseverance. Those, each of them are big words. And if you think about it, those are the three things that you need to prevail and that are part of all of psychotic optimism. That's right there. You, you just summed up the entire process and it works, people. I mean, data, Bella goes to weddings all the time. Her clients are finding love 
all the time. She's got that magic wand out again. So I, I, we, I, I want to take it further, but we're running close to on time and I want to keep you on schedule. So without, how can people, if they wanted to work with you or take one of the workshops, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Um, So maybe a good first step is we do free Instagram lives every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Kick the tires, sign up for our newsletter um, at smartdatingacademy.com. We're always talking new tips, new tricks. Um, And so, but then if you do decide you want to opt into one of our workshops, they're always on our website. Um, Follow me at Smart Dating Academy on Instagram and you'll be inducted into the Smart Dating Psychotically Optimistic Family through any of those ways through Instagram at Smart Dating Academy or our website. Well, if you follow me, you kind of follow Bella because I'm always reposting her stuff because she posts the best stuff. So please check out Bella. I'm going to put all of her contact information in the show notes. I will also put the information on how you can get the book um, and how you can reach out to her. And Bella, thank you because people, we are going into peak dating season. You've got to be ready. Bella's here. Listen to what she said in this episode and and get out there and be psychotically optimistic. It's going to happen for you. It's going to happen, guys. Thank you, Bella. Thank you for joining me today on the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I hope you found some information and inspiration to help you on this journey. Please join me every Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for a new episode. And if you like the show, please take the time to subscribe and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. You can also find more information on the website at divorceandbeyondpod.com where you'll find links to the YouTube channel, transcripts of the episodes, and other bonus content. So I'll see you next week to help you move through your divorce and beyond. Thank you.